So before we start the video, we want to issue out a content warning. This topic is about death, the afterlife, and mentions of the topic of suicide. If you're not comfortable with the topic, please stop listening for your own sake, okay? Now, if you are fine with this topic, then continue listening and enjoy the video. Welcome back to the best podcast ever, Team Code Green on air. If you didn't hear that content warning over there, we are going to be talking about some pretty heavy stuff, so this isn't going to be your normal podcast. It's just going to be a little more serious, just a little more awesome, because of course, if you don't know by now, Code Green is better than Code Red. Get used to us, because we're definitely not going anywhere anytime soon. If you don't know by now, I am not Mixed Code Red, I am Mixed Code Green, and I'm here with the other guy. Code Boat 2. So, um, yes, as we have said, I think twice now, we are going to be talking about death and what we think happens after we die. We're going to talk about our personal theories about the afterlife, if there even is one. We're going to talk about other theories from different religions, what we think makes sense, what we think doesn't make sense, how just the thought of the afterlife has been used to um, control people in weird ways, all sorts of pretty, pretty creepy jazz. So I think to really um, get into it, I think we're both going to go get hit by a truck right now. Yeah, to, to, just to test um, if there is an yeah. afterlife. And then we'll tell you. All right. Ah! No truck noise. Okay. Uh, so I thought it makes sense if we could start off, if we have our own personal theories of what happens after you die, um, we could share those. So, Brian, would you like to go first? Sure. Personal theories. Let's say, you know, I would reincarnation that'd be pretty pretty epic because you, you won't remember your past life because if reincarnation is a thing right now you don't remember your past lives and all that yeah so you really wouldn't be losing much you'll just be starting all over again but you know what would be epic is if you know you die and then you go up and then there's god there and he's like yo sup how's it going and you're like oh hey god and then he's like hey you can either like go up to heaven or you can go back down there but you get to you get to to like customize your next life like oh cool character creator like god's <laughs> like wait no that that's how it is and then you, you just completely disregard god and do whatever let's go like that would be pretty epic i think that'd be good i like that um that theory that like you it's a choice that once you die you can just return to the universe or go up to heaven or you can go for another round yeah, I don't feel like there would be a heck. Mm -hmm. I don't know, if, if, if it's a bad person that died, God will just reincarnate that person. Yeah. Granted, I don't believe that there's a higher power and all that, so like, that, that that's all a thing of, hey, that would be really nice if I mm -hmm. believed all that, but I don't. So I think that it's just... After death, it's the same feeling as before you were born. You can't remember, and there's no way to actually yeah. think about it or to, to actually have any idea of how it is because it's literally nothing, and you can't imagine mm -hmm. nothing. So I actually agree completely. Yeah, I guess before I explain what I think the afterlife should be, it's what I think it should be if it was real, but I personally don't think there is. I was raised religiously, but... I personally think that when you die, it's just like when you 
when you go to sleep and you don't have a dream, like you don't remember anything, but it's just void. It's just nothing. It would just be like that for eternity. It just ends and you don't feel anything after because there's you're not a thing that can feel anymore. So I don't I don't personally actually believe that there is anything after. I think once you're done, you're done. But um if 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 there was, what I think would make the most sense, I don't think that it should be a heaven and a hell, just one place where you go and it's like, you did great, you get to prosper. And the one place it's like you pirated parts of the Caribbean three in two thousand and nine. So you're going to get your intestines pulled out by a lake monster. Because that's a little extreme. But... No, I, 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 think, I think that's perfectly justified. Yeah, but that's because you're also Satan. And <laughs> I'll, I'll get into my whole thing about hell. But I think if there is an afterlife, I think what it should be is just one endless realm, because that would be endless. And this is, this is incredibly personalized. It would just be like one massive, never-ending mountain. And when you die, you just manifest on this mountain as just however, any version of yourself, I guess. And your life and experience on this mountain is just a perfect reflection of the life you lived. So if you were like a philanthropist, you, you did great things, you gave your life to helping others, you'd be very high up there and you'd get all the goods that you want. That being said, if you were like a bigoted murderer, serial killer, you're at the very, very bottom. You, you're living in a ditch full of fire, any suffering you inflicted, you would feel as well. So it's like a perfect mountain of karma. Your afterlife is just like the universe repaying the energy that you gave out. So if it was good energy, then you get a good afterlife. If you were a bad person, then you kind of have to um, deal with what you gave out. Like a boomerang. It's like a boomerang. Sock a moment. Yeah, sock a moment. And then, I don't know, maybe once you experience the pain that you've endured against others, you can become better. But it doesn't really matter, because if you were a horrible, horrible person, um, you don't get a, a good afterlife. But I think eternally torturing people is a bit extreme, unless that's what they did for a living. In which case, by my by the rules I explained, I mean, that's what you get. You have a chance of redemption, but it's difficult to do, hmm. seeing as you've already caused your pain and suffering. Exactly. Um, I should uh, I should say now I'm probably gonna reference the Good Place a lot because that show is literally about the afterlife and I love um, that show's take on it and everything that they do with it. Mind you, they kind of reinvent their afterlife, but I won't. Yeah, I should say spoiler warning for the Good Place. If you haven't seen the Good Place, um, I'm gonna give probably major major spoilers for the fourth season. So um, if you haven't seen it and you want to, then I guess you can't listen after all, but if you don't care, stick around. But yeah, that that would be my perfect afterlife is just you get a life that is a reflection of generally what yours was. Like if you lived a really good life, but there was one time you like push a kid in the hallways and you'll, you'll still get a pretty good life. But the, the good outweighs the bad, then you get a good afterlife. As long as you felt bad about pushing the kid in the hallway, unless they deserve right. it, then uh, get wrecked kid. I think a lot of the whole definition of like what good and evil is really isn't determined enough by morality and intention. I feel like good and evil in general doesn't really exist. It's it's a rather arbitrary thing. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about good and evil. I guess I guess, I guess we are talking a bit of, a bit about it because we're talking about the afterlife and there is heaven and hell as an interpretation. Yeah. 
a relevant tangent because actually, if if I may go on to my first good place reference. No. Okay, well I'm going to anyway. The characters discover a bit into the series that um so if you don't know the general premise, they're told they're in the good place, but they're actually in the bad place. It's just like psychological torture. Um but then they get out of it and their demon who is torturing them actually learns to change and he's trying to get them into the good place and they find out no one's gotten in in five hundred years. And they're like, what? How's that possible? You're saying there hasn't been a good person? Um, but it turns out that's not the case. It's just like on very specific cases, like the tiniest little actions cause just a ripple effect. Like the one I think was a dude who bought roses for his mother, which one person got into the good place for, but this dude didn't because the roses he bought were from a bad company that was supporting an even worse company. And it was made with pesticides that were killing other animals. It was kind of like a really clever commentary about how there's no ethical consumption over capitalism. But um, people were getting punished for things that they were technically doing bad by supporting without realizing. Which one? Was, Twitter moment. Yeah, it was. It was mainly just a, mainly just a, an attack on capitalism, but also just kind of an, an interesting take on just what we know that we're contributing towards, which is bad what we don't that's just really good if you're interested in ethics it has a lot of ethical stuffs but i that, that i just want to get that one point out of the way depth as a topic is very fascinating because overall humans fear a lot of you the, the fear of death is a very common phobia yeah. mainly because death is an unknown and humans tend to fear what they don't know oh. Exactly. And just the fact that death is unstoppable. You cannot stop death. Mm -hmm. Everybody will die at some point, and there's nothing that you can do about it. Exactly. And once you're dead, you're dead. There's no way nope. to come back. And like, as terrifying as I can be, I've kind of learned to find comfort and acceptance in that, because it's kind of like, no matter how life gets, say I'm about to die, well, hey, if I die, I'm not going to suffer anymore, am I right? If the world's on fire and a comet's coming, well, dinosaurs round two. Gonna go meet some ghost dinos. I used to be mortified by the thought of there being nothing after death. Like, I was just saying that I personally don't think there is anything. Which I can say now, and I'm not scared of it. But I used to be, like, when I was, when just the thought of there being nothing, it's just darkness, nothing after that forever. I was like, no. Like, kept me up at night. I was like, no way. No, there can't just be nothing after. Like, you gotta, like, go up to heaven and, like, have a dance party with God or something. So just, like, being eyes closed forever, that was really scary at first. But now it's, it's a little less scary. You know, I don't know. I feel like going up to an afterlife to just basically just keep living but without mortal limitations, I don't know. I feel like it wouldn't be that great. I feel like you get bored at some point. Yeah. Which is why you're allowed to go back. Yeah. As a reincarnation. That was another thing they actually did on The Good Place, where when the characters finally make it there, everyone who has been there is miserable because they've had this endless immortal happiness, but it's worn out. So now they're just slugs. They're not actually slugs. You, you get desensitized to the serotonins at some point. Yeah. And that's like the whole final conflict is the main characters, like, they live in the afterlife happily, like thousands of years, but eventually... They, they don't want to anymore, so they go through a door where they just turn into stardust. That's as simple as that. It's interesting how throughout humanity there's been people that try to have workarounds or even try and find immortality 
like the reason gunpowder was created was in an attempt to create an immortality tonic thing. Really? Yeah. I actually didn't know that. Which is, if you think about it, very ironic. Mm-hmm. The, the fact that people don't want to die is just mm-hmm. the fear of death is what pushes a lot of people to do some of these things of just trying yeah. not to die. Because fear in general is just a very, is one of the best motivators to do things. That's true. Very powerful. It's a, it's a very powerful source of manipulation, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. But um, it's just, I don't know, the, the unstoppableness, the inevitability of death is, it just doesn't seem like there's a reason to fight it. No, exactly. You just have to accept it, because if you don't, it doesn't matter. Death doesn't care if you don't accept it. You're still going to die. Yeah. And I think, like, accepting it can honestly be more liberating and kind of free of the fear. Because if you know that your life's going to end eventually, and if you really think about how tiny your life is, it becomes really freeing to who you are as a person. Because it's like, uh, YOLO, you only live once. But like, yeah, you only live once. So it can be kind of a motivator to be like, I could literally die right now. Like, for all I know, someone in another country just sent bombs to my home. So I should live my life and be happy now, you know? Make your life worth the yeah. life that you're living. Like, knowing that there's a limit pushes you to live it to the fullest. You don't want to procrastinate living a, a human life. It's just interesting that human, well, just any living creature actively doesn't want, to, they, they actively avoid death because they want to go on for as long as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, suicide victim survivors, they've said, like, when they were attempting suicide they're like they immediately felt regret Mm -hmm. which is just it's a very interesting thing if you're so sure of it and then once you actually go about doing the deed once you get to the point where it's almost where where it's at the point of no return you're just like wait no i don't want to do this yeah because like once you get to that point it there is no return and like, I've had people in my life who have been suicidal, and obviously I'm not going to share any of those stories, but, like, they've all stuck around. I've never actually lost anyone to it, and, like, they're doing a lot better now. Like, I've seen them, their lives improve, and that, like, if they had gone through with it, would never have happened. But, like, it did genuinely get better. Now, some people, like, literally thriving, living a life, like, 20 times happier, smiling so much more, and just, you see a lot of change and growth if you... It, it's really hard for every different person because mental illness is also incredibly crippling. But when you're able to win that fight and say, no, like, this is my life to live. Like, I got to live it through and try and, like, wait. I, if I, if you're willing to be able to, for it to get better, like, it's worth it. Yeah. It's just very difficult in the moment just because everything's yeah. just beating you down. And it just doesn't seem like that there's a light at the end yeah. of the tunnel, even if there is. Yeah, because sometimes it's like, just coming up with this analogy on the spot, it's like a star billions of miles away. Like, it's still there. It's far away, but that light is still very much shining. The light's just far away. It's just it's just difficult to have, to, to just keep going sometimes. Yeah. But it's worth it. It's worth it. Different for every situation as well. With death and the fear of it, 
people usually associate like um hades or the grim reaper as evil people when really they're not it's just like the grim reaper doesn't kill people the Grim Reaper just brings them, them from the mortal realm. Yeah, just guides them from the mortal realm to, to the afterlife. And that's a pretty sweet thing, you know, because wouldn't it be, like, super lonely if yeah. you just had to go there yourself? And then you just have a Reaper guy that's like, hey, come with me. We'll, we'll, we'll walk and talk. I'll show you I'll show you how to get down there. And it's very sweet, you know? It's just Hades, as well, is the god of the dead, Thanatos is the god of death. Thanatos is the one that like brings everybody down. Um, Hades just manages the dead, but it's just like Hades isn't a bad guy. I mean, okay, no, he's a Greek god. Greek gods are all bad, and there's like different interpretations of him. But there's the one where he kidnaps Persephone. That one's a bad. Oh yeah, Hades, that's bad. But anyways, um, it's just he's not evil. He just deals with a very bad subject, I guess. I used to think when I was little that I didn't really have any concept of a Grim Reaper. I didn't know what that was when I was very little. So as you know, I had a pretty heavy loss when I was very young, but close to when um, that person was, um, that person's time was up, I was like looking up at the ceiling in the hospital room. And I was wondering like, I thought that the angels would come down and just lift the person up. Like, just take them up. And I was looking at the ceiling, like, how are they going to get through the ceiling? I just assumed that they would literally come straight down, because I thought heaven was a physical space, just, like, literally in outer space. So they would just come down from space and just take people and then fly them up, and then and then they'd be safe and happy in heaven, which is kind of funny in hindsight, because I was like, how, did, how are they going to... Like, I, I could understand that the angels, they can go through walls. How do the people out there taking go through the walls? But mind you, I was also three, so didn't have critical thinking skills yet. There's a lot of different interpretations of the afterlife, which is fascinating. Because in that sense, nobody truly knows what happens to the afterlife. Mainly because nobody's ever come back, because it's impossible. Like, I know there are people, there are people who have, like, hearts have stopped and been pronounced dead, but then they, like, they were revived, but... That's not like being dead for like three days and then coming back out of your tomb and being like, yo guys, it's me, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it's like nobody's come back from, because with heart attacks and all that stuff, there's still a window of still being able to um, bring the person to, to like restart their brain and all that. But it's like nobody's come back from being dead, dead. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, we'll never know. Like, if there is an afterlife, you won't know what it's like until you get there. But if there isn't one, you won't know ever. And just, I, I feel like all these different interpretations just proves that we have no capability of understanding what the afterlife is. And, like, it's kind of scary that we never will. But I, I would say, like, on the other end, it's kind of, let's say it's rather comfort comforting to know that you just get thrown there and it's just, there yeah it's just like you don't know and you don't have to use any of your brain power to actually think about it because you literally cannot fathom it another thing i like to think about in the afterlife is like if you go to the afterlife how much of you actually goes because like you 
what kind of form would you have and what kind of like because we have emotions right but those are just like part of our biological bodies and we have them for a reason like we we developed such complicated emotions and abilities of empathy that most creatures just lack for a reason but like if you if when you go to the afterlife you're not going to need those biological functions would that include emotions and would it even like and if like well, yeah of course but why would it need to it's like not like a godly heaven if it's just like something else would you even be a person or would you just be like a soul that your consciousness is this this life essence that powers you yeah and souls on their own are kind of very interesting to think about to think because there's seven billion people on this planet and there wasn't always so would that mean that there are a finite number of souls that are just being recycled or are they just creating more souls how are souls created yeah exactly like that's something that i think about like where does the actual soul go because that's not something it's not a physical part of our body but it's there like what we know what's powering us it's our it's the big bulging heart pumping blood but where's the like what's going on in the brain there so I guess that's where the soul would actually be. But like, what it doing though? What the brain doing? What the brain doing? Where's the soul? Where does it come from? Like, two people just create a living entity with a soul. Because humans are the most, like, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, most advanced, naturally. But we also have the most brain capacity and function. Like, do animals have souls? Do all of them? There's certain inter- I think Buddhism? Or... Maybe I th- I think it's that one that, that that's like every single living being has soul. I, th- I think Buddhism is one with karma because mm. the, the whichever religion with karma is the one that's that interprets everything having a soul. Every single living creature, including plants. Right. Are you are you googling it? Yeah, because um I do know that there's Buddhism and Hinduism, which I do mix up just because they're similar sounding words. Mm-hmm. So let's see. I believe okay, so Buddhism is the actual the actual uh religion. Okay. Yeah. Because so that the, those ones that that that's the ideology of avoiding self indulgence and all that stuff. Okay. It's just so speaking of like all these different afterlives, it's weird that um North Norse mythology has multiple different afterlives. Hmm. Like, there's Valheim, or Valhalla. Yeah. Um, there's Helheim, which is... You, you can probably understand... You can probably guess what it is. It is yeah, the... Hell. The bad place, yep. Yeah. Except Helheim is icy cold and not super hot, which is a uh, the difference between the, the Christian version of uh, hell and Fire. the Norse version of hell, even though there there is a ring of hell that's ice. Oh. I think that were oh, because there's also the saying "hell freezing over." Yeah, but it, 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 it that's kind of a silly. That's kind of a funny. Um, yeah, a funny saying, seeing as there's an interpretation where hell is cold. Mm-hmm. But um, I, th- I think there's one of the rings of hell that are icy, and then there's one of the, and I think the bottom one is just a void. Let's go. <laughs> No, I just really like these different mythologies, and when I say mythologies, I mean like these different interpretations of the world. No, I agree. It's just so fascinating and just so interesting, and they make for very compelling stories. 
because if you couldn't tell, I, I kind of like stories. Oh, really? Yeah, me neither, actually. <laughs> but yeah, it's just the with Roman Greek mythology, which is basically the same thing, honestly. It's just name differences. Yeah. And then there's Norse mythology, there's Christian mythology, and all that stuff. There's just a lot of different interpre- interpretations, and just the stories that come from it. It's just so fascinating, in my opinion. Yeah. But I'm getting off topic. That's all right. And I, I've, I've forgotten all the other um, afterlives that uh, are in Norse Nordic mythology. We'll, we'll, we'll save mythology for a different yeah. time. I'm not as um, well versed in different mythologies, so my presence would be kind of wasted. But speaking of wasted, that's what happens in the one video game when you die. Wasted. <laughs> What game is that? Is that... <laughs> Grand Theft Auto. Okay, I, th- I thought so. I just didn't want to say it, and then you'd be like, no, it's not, you dummy. Uh, but two would never. Inkeron would. <laughs> yeah, Inkeron would, because Inkeron's sinky and mean, but... I, I, want... I mean, uh, yeah, I yeah. agree. You're my uh... best friend I would do. <laughs> um, if, if I can now, because we were talking about religions, I, I'd love to go on a tangent about how the theory of the afterlife has been weaponized in some religions. Mainly. Yeah, mainly Christianity. Because... Because I could go on a whole tangent about how uh, how Christianity has been weaponized to control people's opinions and stuff, but I was very shocked when I was reading and researching about how, like, the Bible does not actually reference hell as a place that's like an afterlife that you go to burn and suffer for your sins, and that the only thing close in the Bible was a actual physical place. And I don't remember which place, but I did look into it, which was just an actual burning ground. I it was either near Nazareth or it was somewhere, but I don't want to say the name and then be wrong because, well, that'd be pointless. But so they essentially kind of just twisted it and told people that there you would burn forever, which on its own doesn't make sense with a God who is so loving that he let his son die for our sins so that we could sin and go to heaven. But if you do not repent for your sins, if you don't feel like any remorse or if you just don't believe, then you burn. You suffer. What kind of merciful God who believes in redemption would just let you burn for eternity? That's messed up, and doesn't really doesn't really fit. Um, I think what they try and tell you, but then of course, um, with this hell that they told everyone about and scared everyone from going into, they used it so they could tell people what does and doesn't get you into hell. And through a fun little um, series of mistranslations, that includes being gay. Which then led to um, a lot of religious-based homophobia for centuries, and very much still residing in present day. And also transphobia, because um, if you're defying uh, what God made you to be, then you're going to go to hell. And I can assure you that is never said in the Bible. But of course, I could also go on a whole tangent about how, if God is real, he would actually love LGBTQ plus people, because Christianity bended their own rules to get people to follow their religion. And bye-bye. You see, here's the thing. If God didn't want you to be gay or to be trans, wouldn't God just, like, not make that be a thing? Now, that, that reminds me vividly. I think I've told you about this book before. It's a book called Illegal Alien, about, like, actual extraterrestrials, and the aliens have a belief. Like, they believe in a god, but they just do whatever. They don't have any sort of for morality or right and wrong because they think that if anything was wrong then their god would stop them like it just wouldn't be possible why would their god let them do something bad so like 
when someone gets like brutally murdered, they're not phased because if that's wrong, then why did God let it happen? Why didn't God protect that person? Which is like, honestly, kind of fair. I'm not, I'm not saying go around killing people. I'm just saying if there is a God, why would they let people suffer? It's all part of God's plan. But of course, that would, that could easily spiral into a whole different topic. So a bit back on track. Yeah, I, I just think the way that they, that the concept of hell has been used to scare people um, is super messed up, super horrible. And I'm glad that I was able to find sources so I can be like, oh, nice. I can kiss Matt and not go to hell. Just kidding. So if you're listening to this, I love you. <laughs> joke. <laughs> For legal reasons, that's a joke. <laughs> For legal reasons, I literally swear on my life. Also, with those interpretations of Christianity with hell, um, there is no such thing as demons. They're all just fallen angels. Mm. And Satan and Lucifer are two different entities. Lucifer used to be an angel, then got yeeted down to heck because Lucifer didn't like the way that God was running things and was like, hey, God, you're cringe. And then God was like, okay, so um, you're seeing as you're going to defy me, I'm going to send you to hell. Yeah, which is like, huh. So I guess uh, God has some, a few ego problems. But then Lucifer got yeeted down, and then Satan was like, yo. And then Lucifer kicked Satan's ass and became the emperor of hell. That's cool. I was going to say... And also another... Th- oh, no, go. Oh, I was just going to make a joke about how God needs to learn to be open to constructive criticism. <laughs> yeah. I think that there's also seraphs, I think, are the six-winged beings that are humanoid. They have... Um, they use two of their wings to put under their feet, so that way they're not touching the holy ground of God, because God doesn't want um, them to, to have their feet touch the ground, because I guess... I don't know, that seems, like, extreme and rude. Yeah. And just unnecessary. And besides, their their, their wings are touching the ground anyways. And they're using... They use the top set of their wings to um, cover their eyes, because they're not allowed to see any of the holy ground, which is also, like, what, what what's the... Po- it got, why? Yeah. What's the reason? <laughs> why, why are you being so strict? Yeah, but anyways. That, that, that was just a little... Little mythology tangents. Just a little. I'd say like the most modern form of that mythology of after death and all that stuff mm-hmm. um, is like ghosts and paranormal, which I would I I I'd put that under the category of mythology, even though it's like technically not by definition mythology. I don't care. I I I put that under the same sort of thing of mythology yeah now that that was actually something i was hoping we could talk about what are your thoughts about ghosts and stuff like that i don't think ghosts and stuff are real i don't think that there's anything beyond the physical i, th- I think like once you're once you're gone you're gone mm-hmm. for good yeah even if you're a stubborn bastard and don't want to go because <laughs> um somebody spilled your coffee like a uh, hundred years uh, 30 years ago at starbucks and now you're haunting the place. Yeah, I don't. I just don't think it's possible for something to exist beyond the physical realm while also manipulated. Despite me, you having different IPs that play on that topic. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a very fun and fast and it's it's a fun thing to think about and all that. I just don't think it's real. I agree. Um, for the most part, because like. The, the only leverage towards making me think, like, 
could there be ghosts is what we were talking about like where does the soul go because like what is the soul exactly what does it contain and where does it go if like the ghost is just like the remnant of the soul um would kind of make sense i remember a while ago it was something related to some of our good man albert einstein's laws so if if they prove that ghosts are real i don't have time to find the whole thing but it was really interesting um but even then i personally don't really believe it just because i do think that once you're gone you're gone i think whatever the soul is probably just returns to the universe to become a new one how many it's like with ghosts if it's every soul that becomes a ghost which i know isn't the isn't the thing um it's it's the if if you have an unfinished business then you don't go to the afterlife because you're like you're you're, you're upset wait and you're a little bitch <laughs> but anyways it's like there's humans have been around for an extremely long time yeah how many ghosts are there then yeah um because the dead outweigh the living by um, a lot so we maintain a consistent population because people are dropping dead as we're speaking people are also being born as we're speaking and so the number of people alive kind of stays stagnant but the people who are dead is constantly going up and it's probably i mean i'm not even going to try and make an estimated guess yeah it's not even humanly poss possible to even imagine that high of a number like in among us when you die and you're a ghost <laughs> again it, it's interesting stuff i don't think it's real I, I always think that there's just the scientific route there's always a scientific logical reason as to why things happen the way that they do i, I agree like again, like I was literally raised with religion, but I there's just so much science that explains so much in the universe. The most I could settle for is that there could be some omnipotent, emotionless creator that just mathematically designed the universe and just went there. You go, it's a game of Sims, and then just screwed off. But I don't think that there'd be like a conscious one constantly forging things and creating things. I because everything is just calculated and mathematical. The math is interesting that it's just so absolute and just very universal. I would imagine if there is other alien life, their math would basically be the same as our math, just because math is math, it's not really changeable. But it's just with theories, the way that theories stop being theories and become laws is if you can mathematically prove it, which is which is interesting to think about because there's a lot of theories that it's like, how do you math, math it out? Yeah. Like, the, the theory of evolution, which, it, it's like, they, there's no mathematical proof, which is why it's a theory and not an actual thing, but also just, you can't really, evolution takes so long, it's kind of difficult to actually prove it. Hmm. Exactly, and like, even with the Big Bang, it's like the most commonly agreed explanation for the universe, but it's still just a theory. Because you can't go back in time and actually see what happened. There's no, because we can't time travel up. That's a whole other, whole other thing. Yeah, but we're talking about theories now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. This is a this is a brain vomit podcast. Yeah. With the main theme of death, and as as we're talking about the universe itself, um, it's just everything comes to an end at some everything. point. Everything, no matter what. No matter what, even when you're not ready, even when you're like, "Damn, this podcast isn't that bad." Well, 
This podcast will be done in uh, 30 minutes. Ha 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 ha. I'll, I'll, I'll cut it down so that way it's perfect, just so I look like super smart. Don't edit that part out. <laughs> no, I'll keep the I'll keep this part in just for the sake of funny. Yeah, but um, it's just even things that seem so infinite, like the universe. The universe is gonna die. It's gonna be over at some point. And I honestly, I would be down to do a whole other podcast to talk about theories about where the universe came for, um, came from. Sorry, and what happens after the universe dies because that's kind of spooky too. Yeah. I think that the one of the more scary theories is the heat death theory, where everything just goes away. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's like it, it's pretty crazy thing, but it's just we seem to be humans seem to not want things to end. Mainly, I would assume that like the this this idea of things ending kind of subconsciously reminds us of death and death we don't want. Yeah. But it's just shows like spun there are shows that just keep going on forever and ever like spongebob and simpsons i was gonna say why why were you about to say spongebob but yeah it's like they go on forever and ever but it's like things have to end things need to stop because how are you going to go anywhere if things don't just just end wow we're really giving our viewers a lot to think about today huh this is this is more philosophy than they were anticipating you and I doing podcasts. <laughs> the saw, philosophy cast. They saw Leaf and Ryan in a podcast and they were like, oh my god, this is going to be pure chaos. But nope. Now we're making you question your reality. There's going to be a lot of anger and insults and forehead jokes, but no, they're just getting, hey, why are we alive? <laughs> I mean, I'd say with my, my whole idea of living it's just you make your own reason to live i don't think that there's any there's no actual reason to live there's no point why anything is happening because it all be it'll all be gone at the end so it doesn't matter it, it's your job to, to to think of hey why why do i want to live exactly what, what what is my purpose biologically speaking everyone's purpose is to make more people but not everyone wants to do that like me and we like really me. don't need that yeah, seeing as there's like 7 million people. We need to tone it down a bit. Yeah. But anyways, it's just this just this thing of people just don't want things to stop. And just they, they want to get these things back. Oh! Happiness. Hmm? I just had an epiphany. People don't want things to stop. That's why climate change is still a thing. <laughs> Yo, that's right. Yeah. And as a result, the world is going to stop. Humans fear change, I would say, because there's a lot of people that just refuse to change and stuff because they take comfort in the things that they know and change is unknown. It's very scary. Which is, again, like I've said, like what I said in the beginning of the podcast, is just that humans don't really like the unknown because the unknown is scary. We don't know. It's uncontrollable. We don't like not being able to control things. But chaos is kind of what brings us forward, what makes things happen. Exactly. Because without chaos and if everything's all orderly and everything's doing a certain way, people aren't going to be too happy because, well, there's no choice. There is no choice. And Without knowing what's coming next, you can't be ready, so you can't really be comfortable. It could be bad, but that'd be yeah. dumb. It's, it's just the, the the fear of having bad things happen. I don't know. It, it, it's weird just how things move forward because of bad things. Because like without those bad things, there's nothing to fix. Yeah. 
if everything is okay and everything's all fine and dandy. If there's nothing to fix, there's nothing to progress. And then, now what? Exactly. What do you do afterwards? Kind of just stuck there, doing and progress stops because there's no progress that needs to be made because there's nothing wrong. Yeah. But there will always be something wrong because that's humans. It's impossible to fix everything. Yeah, because humans will always find ways to be awful. Not even just humans, there will always... Yeah. There's just something... There's always going to be some deviation in some way. That's true. Like, nothing can... Nothing is uniform, nothing is perfect, nothing is ever 100%. No matter how... No matter how anything is done, there always there's always mathematically a probability that it's not going to end up the same way as before. Yeah. I mean, haha. Jokes on you. You gave me an opportunity to go back to the good place. In the end, they literally reinvent the laws of the afterlife because the way they had it before, no one was getting in. So they they literally changed the afterlife so anyone can get into heaven, and they're given chances to redeem themselves before they get in. It's pretty cool, actually. But yeah, everything's constantly changing, and chaos is inevitable. And uh, Thanos moment. I mean, not really Thanos moments. Just you said inevitable. So funny yeah, Thanos. Yeah, funny Thanos. Funny great right. man. Chaos is just it's a necess it's a necessity. Even if we don't like it, because it's the unpredictability, it needs to happen. Chaos needs to happen. Otherwise, there's just nothing. It, otherwise, everything's too orderly. And there's, once everything's, everything's too perfect, and if everything's perfect, there's no reason to, I guess, I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to think of what I'm trying to say. I kind of get what you're trying to say. I kind of see what you're poking at there with the bear. Not the bear. The stick. Yeah, with the stick. Poking the bear with the stick. Like, yeah. Well, because it's like, it would be nice if we could live in a world where everything was peaceful and everything was suffering. But that's idealistic yeah. and impossible. And if, and everything, if everything was peaceful like that, even then it would be bad. Because if there was nothing around in the world, then no one would be suffering. And so people would not be grateful. Without suffering, there's still going to be suffering. Yeah. People will just, will just be bored and not know what to do. Yeah, you know when you're sick and you have a stuffy nose, and then you're like, God, I take having a clear nose for granted. You ever feel that? Now, granted, of course, that doesn't... <laughs> I'm saying all this stuff. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't... We shouldn't um, not try and fix these things, because we should. That's kind of the reason, again, we're supposed to be trying to fix these things, but if we don't fix these things, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of like die and everything will collapse. It's a balance of order and chaos, because too much chaos, everything is destroyed, um, too much order, and there's nothing to do. Yeah, too, too much order, and there's no individuality. Yeah. It's just, it, it all comes down to a good balance, where it's yeah. like, the bad things kind of need to happen, even if it's, unf even if it's like, you know, they're, they're bad things, nobody wants that to happen, but it, it's necessary, which is unfortunate, but yeah. That's a lot of life. It's unfortunate, but necessary and inevitable. Yeah, it's also unfair, but you just, again, you can't do anything about it. You have to deal with it. Because just one person being upset about it, you, the individual, not liking the way that like society works or whatever, you yourself alone isn't going to be able to do something. You need more people. And you kind of have to go with it until you're able to actually do something about it. Which super sucks. But that's just how it is, and you can't do anything about it. You can't try to beat the system when you're trapped inside of it, unfortunately.
one person can't do everything. You need it's it's a group effort and i guess that kind of brings it back to death it's just like but death is just the most absolute thing there's not a thing you can do about it nothing can stop death yeah no like exactly no matter what if if you would even even like the immortal jellyfish you know that thing that just keeps going back into little baby those are cheaters it's kind of rebirthing and i don't know I don't really think those um, count because you can still kill those things. I'm pretty sure you can still kill it's just them. Just that they don't, they, they, they don't age. They, they don't die through old age. Yeah, they're kind of different anyway. Yeah, welcome back to Team Code Green on air today. We're going to be talking about why um, jellyfish are the worst. It seems like we've uh, gone to a standstill. I think all that's needed to be said has been said. Death is inevitable, it's unstoppable, there's no way to fight it. You gotta deal with it, unfortunately. But it's not something to fear, it's just, I mentioned this like way earlier on, it's a wake-up call. To just, I, I've kind of gotten to the habit, whenever I can, I try to tell my friends that I care about them, and I always like to give my friends hugs goodbye, because literally anyone can die at any given moment, which is scary, but it just means you've got to make sure you're not wasting your time. You have a finite amount of time, use it wisely. Don't push things off, say what you gotta say. And just get on with your life so you can live it as much as you can. Because you decide what your life is going to be and what your purpose is. Also, um, be a good person. Because bringing suffering to everybody, that's kind of not very nice. Don't be a Jeffrey Bezos. Yeah. <laughs> be a Mr. Beast. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, yeah, for the most part. Be Mr. Beast, but specifically Mr. Beast if he gave us a lot. Exactly. Mm. Give us the money. Yeah. <laughs> No, we've all we've got. Yeah. Time, death doesn't care about us. We're the only people that we have. Let's make the most out of it. Exactly. We we should be we should be cherishing each other, t- taking care of our uh, of each other because that's that's just what else can we do? We're all in this together, so let's make it a worthy ride. Let's make it a fun ride. That's what I'm saying. All aboard the roller coaster. I think that's a good point, a good happy note to end it off on. I agree. So I hope all of you enjoyed listening to us talk about all this stuff. It's a heavy topic, we know. Hope we didn't make you too sad, but I guess if you stuck, you if you stuck around, you probably didn't really. This probably didn't affect you that much. No. But... <laughs> and um, if you're watching on YouTube, um, feel free to comment what your personal interpretation of the afterlife is. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And I guess with that, uh, we'll see you next time we are on air. Or not. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, a truck!